It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Rugby podcast with your hosts, Damien Warren and... Toby Harris. Toby. Toby, Toby, Toby. I tell you what, I'm just glad that we're not videoing this one. Yeah, the bags under your eyes may tell a story of a heavy night on duty. Yeah, on duty, yeah. On duty. I'm just oh. tired though, eh, bud? Oh, yes, aren't we all tired? But, hey, sun's out, gun's out, mate. The sun is out, it's but a, it's not actually that warm. I've put the shorts on you have, for the first time in quite some time. So the old white bait spotters, if you're from New Zealand, from the West Coast, you'll understand that. Chicken legs, you mean. Nicely. But before we go any further... And we talk about the plug. Yeah. And we go and say, review us, do all that. Yeah. We're up to 30 reviews, Tones. <laughs> is that it? That's it. But one of them isn't a five-star comment. <laughs> is it not? <laughs> no. What is it? He may have pulled out, I'm guessing it's a he, may have pulled out the fact that we don't know our European rugby as, as well as we should. Yeah, but, well... <laughs> He's right, we don't. <laughs> but we don't class ourselves as a European podcast. Well, they might have said that as well. He might have said that, you know, it's the Super Rugby podcast, just stick to Super Rugby lads. But anyway, he's listened What's to us. What's his name? He's listened to us for two years. So, right, um, okay. So all I've got to say we is... We can't be t- that bad then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Obviously, we three stars. Three, three stars. stars. But anyway, if you'd like to support us... He reminds me of that fella there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Owen Farrell... <laughs> Have we ever mentioned he's supposed to be a nice guy? He's supposed to be a really nice guy. But anyway, we've also got to mention that um, it was parapet or pulpit was the question. And the Razzler, the Dazzler, has got back to us and has entertained and informed us and said that I was right. It's the pulpit. It's the pulpit, mate. Wow. It's uh, from Church uh, Origins, the pulpit in the church, which is what I thought, and arrows put your head above the pulpit. Arrows will come and... I thought it was the parapet, and I thought parapet was like a hedge. Mate, you, you fooled me, you know, because I know I'm often wrong, and, and so did the reviewer see that we're often wrong. So there you go. 
You know, wow. there's there's obviously truth behind He's it. He's gone and hard, this reviewer guy. Yeah, hey? He's gone. I mean, you know, you know, did we get a name? Well, I've got a name, but I'm not going to put it out there because no, I'm not. Don't. I'm not like Owen Farrell. No, you're not that guy. No, I'm not that guy. Uh, but if you'd like to support us, then go across and yeah. write us a kind review. <laughs> but you know what? Any reviews a good review. Yeah, well, is it? No. no. But, <laughs> uh, the other thing is, Crazy Kiwi Dave. After yep. listening to the podcast Dave's last week. Silly. I don't know whether it's. I'm not sure. Anyway, send us some pictures of his first car. Oh yes, yeah, sorry, not Dave Sally, but the Fantastic. other guy. Fantastic. Can I just what say? What kind of car was it? Oh, now you've put me on the spot here. Uh, I'm going to look into that. Maybe we can get back to that later okay. when I read up his email. Fine. But um, fantastic. Thank you very much for that. And it yeah. brought back. And what it was was it's quite obvious that my car, my first car, and his first car were related. Were they? Because they were, were they unreliable. <laughs> Characterful and possibly paint jobs were, um, let's say, DIY'd. I like DIY'd. That. I loved but it. spray paint. But a spray paint, you can't beat it. No. But uh, before we go any further, let's go and cover this week's breaking news. Do you like crying? Yeah, I know. But the thing, I should say that, and then you go breaking news, and then I go, right, my first story. Anyway. Maybe that's something we can work on. Maybe someone can leave a comment or a review just to say what we're doing badly, and then we can try and fix them. I, just on that note, okay. Lorcan got back to us. Oh, yeah. And he, he, he was obviously a great bloke. He said about, you know, how we island, you know, beaten and all these things, and I said that island we're going to get. He said, I don't want to gloat. I'm not that type of guy. So thank you very much, Lorcan. So he's not like you because he likes to gloat. True. <laughs> Your first story, though, Tobes. My first story is about the uh, the Fijian team and the um, Moana Pacifica team. Going into Super Rugby. Going into Super Rugby next year. Now, um, Vern Cotter uh, believes that the competition uh, will be very, very good for these two teams. Um, he's also highlighted on the fact that uh, the lack of opportunities to remain at home. So now we've got... Now those, oh, those island the, the, players... The island boys that grow up there yeah. stay there. So instead of going to Europe, Japan, USA, they're now hopefully going to stay in the islands to play in the Super Rugby competition. But now, is it actually going to be good for the island teams? You know how they're going into Super Rugby? Yeah. But is it going to be good for them going forward as in like the World Cup do you um, think they will get better people are going to turn around and they're going to say well surely they're still going to go for the big money you'd think so but these are very family orientated people they are so yeah. if they're going to get paid a good amount of money to play in Super Rugby then I think more will stay than leave and it's only going to be the ones near the end of their career that are going to go off yeah, and try and earn that real big payday towards the towards the latter end of their career. So I think it will be fantastic for the island rugby, because what's going to happen is with that with those players and a much bigger group of players having access to how professional all the other teams are, it's going to become they're going to become more professional, and the knock on effect to that will be you're going to have top quality players living with young Fijian boys and girls who are then going to really aspire to be more and more and more and they're going to see that pathway going through 
So it's just going to inspire them more to be fantastic. Yeah. Plus, the more that stay together, when they come for the national team, that cohesive nature that sometimes the Fijian or the Samoan teams lack, they'll have that. Well, I was just thinking, you know, the Sunwolves were in Super Rugby. Yes. And Japan did quite well. Yeah. Now you're looking at uh, you, you could the argue, Jaguars. You could argue that the Haguares. Yeah. Not the Mate, that, this is why, this is this guy, you know, he's pulling us up on this type of stuff. This well, review, do you know what I mean? We've got to second guess ourselves all the time. Mate, it's 7.30 in the morning. 8.30. 8.30. Yeah. Um, is obviously part of that, and they, they haven't done that well internationally in World Cups since they have, but I would argue that a lot of that's down to the fact that... Yeah, but just because Fiji are going to join the Super Rugby team isn't going to mean that they're going to win the World Cup. No, but I do think that they will potentially consistently knock over everyone else apart from the big boys. So if you go Italy, they're going to beat Italy every time. They're going to smash them. They'll smash Italy off the planet, right? I reckon they'll really test teams like Japan. And then every now and then they're going to beat a Scotland, a Wales, an Ireland... Uh, you know, is there a day going to be when they beat the All Blacks? Maybe, mate. Maybe England. Maybe, you know, it, it, it's not to be, you know, you look, Tonga have beaten France in a World Cup. So, you know, these these boys, these men, when they all fire on the same cylinder and they're all going with one goal, which is World Cups, I, I think they can turn it on. The problem is... Well, they can't do it consistently enough, though. The, that They'll is do their, it for one or two games, but they won't be able to do it for a whole competition. Well, this is the thing. If they have Super Rugby... And the, and it's, it's, yeah, but you look at Tonga. They beat France. France still made the World Cup final. Yeah, and almost beat us. But yeah. let's not talk about that. Stephen Donald, you legend. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. But listen, if you got the best Fijian players from all around the world and you put them into one team and you gave them a long period of time together. Yeah, but... Wow. But I know what you mean. I absolutely... But this Super Rugby would enable more of them to be cohesive. And that's what they lack at the moment is that cohesive ability. They're almost like a barbarian team, aren't they? Throwing together at the last minute. Get paid nothing. To get... To go and play a World Cup. Yeah, and some of them don't come back because their clubs won't let them. No. So let's hope. My next story is all about the money. It's all about the money. Corin Beatty, apparently, at the end of uh, 2021 this year, he's going to go off because they can't keep him in Australia. He can command huge money overseas, and obviously in Australia they can't pay him that. Now, Dave Rennie has sort of resigned himself. They've obviously had conversations with him about you know trying to keep him. But, you know, they just know that they can't. And, and this is a real worry, not just for Australia. It's a real worry for, for world rugby because, you know, at what point do one of the best All Blacks just can't say no? At what point does, you know, the English team, you know, someone from the England team, like, like I just can't turn down this French money, yeah, you know, that the, the teams that have the current setup, which is New Zealand, uh, Australia to a certain degree, England, and I'm not sure, um, I can't think of anyone else, but all of those teams, you've got to play in the country to play for the country. Yeah, there's France in there as well. 
It's easy for French people though, eh? Because they've got a huge high money. paid huge league. Money. But all of those, I think they're going to have to rethink because it's it's knocking on the door. And the days where New Zealand could say you have to play in New Zealand to play for the All Blacks. Well, they're already they're already shifting from that, though, aren't they? Well, they're, they're going to have to. They, even but shift they already more. are kind of. Yeah. Because the boys but in Bowden Japan. Barrett at the moment, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I, 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 I don't know, I'm not sure whether I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I really think New Zealand should have a relook. They should sign players. Everyone should be centrally contracted. They should loan players out overseas. Uh, and all of that money goes back into the pot, which means they can play all their payers a lot more. Yeah. So you've got an 18, 19-year-old guy who's coming out of school, who's, who's going to be amazing, but he's not quite ready for super rugby. You know, you should have that ability to to loan them out to Japan. You know, get that payday for the for the NZRFU, uh, and then when he's ready, when you want him ready, pull him back into the fold. Yeah, but the rugby won't be as good as probably what he could get. And I think New Zealand is all about homegrown talent. Yes, and if we send them away. All we're doing is we're we doing don't what have that. You know, England have been doing it for a number of years, where they send their young talent to New Zealand. Yeah, they play a few, you know, years, and then they go back to England and they play for England. Yeah, so, you know, it's no different. In reality, it's just a different structure, and it's more of a footballing structure. So you're investing in the players, and then you're loaning them out, so you don't have to pay their wages. So someone else is paying their wages while they develop. But the different thing is with the football in England is that there's so many leagues, and yeah, you, know, you can if loan in the them Premier out. League, yeah. You can loan them out to still a very good team in a lower league. But yes. Super Rugby, who are you going to loan them out to? Or Japan, the Japanese teams, or the European teams, or even the French lower league teams. Yeah, but is that going to hinder their progress? I wouldn't have thought so. Oh, but I then that young player is going to be like, "Well, you're not paying me enough." Yeah, and, and that that is the only issue that you know because they'll probably get quite a bit of money, but it but, then goes back to the NZRFU. But then that goes back to the player pool, so they know when they come back, they're going to be yeah, getting but paid they, they, significantly they'll be selfish. more. Yeah, you're right. Like, Damn, you're always right. Your next story, mate. My next story. Story. Ian McKinley. Do you know who Ian McKinley is? No, I don't. Okay, so Ian McKinley was uh, the Italian rugby player who um, had a horrific eye injury, suffered when he was 21, and his um, retina got detached. Okay. So, so he who, was, who, who is he? he he's uh, an Italian rugby player. He's the guy oh, who wears the goggles. Yeah. Do you remember that guy? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Gear and goggles. Yeah, very, yeah. A very Italian name. <laughs> very. <laughs> I think he's actually Irish. <laughs> Anyway, that got me thinking about other players with disabilities. Yeah. And I, I did a little bit of research on here. Yeah. And um, Henry Slade, he's a type 1 diabetic. Didn't know that. No, neither did I. Obviously not type 2. Obviously. Isn't, isn't type 2 where you just eat a whole load of... Is, oh, I was going to say... Shall I say it? No. Is periwee-poo type <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to get another bad review from that bloke now. <laughs> from old George. Uh, John Alomu, I think everyone knew about his um, disability with Kidneys. his kidney failure. Oh, that was like, I can re- I can remember where I was when I found that out. 
Really? Yeah. Where Where were you? I was in my living room in Westport on holiday. Oh, Westport. Disgusting. Yeah, I know. It's my disability. Uh, and then um, Lewis Moody, he had a bowel disease. I can't. I can't. I can't pronounce colitis, it. Colitis. Colitis. Yeah, I've right. got that. But are you sure? Anyway, yeah. it's an um, inflammatory of the bowel. Yeah. Uh, and then George G- oh, Alice Genge, dysplasia. Dyspraxia. Dyspraxia. Do you know what that is? I know it's not dyspraxia. <laughs> so dyspraxia is a um, uh, it's something to do with your muscles and joints. I've got it here. Uh, affects the use of muscles. There you go. Wow, it's interesting, isn't it? So it affects your writing, speech, and other movements involved in learning. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There you I go. wouldn't have. I wouldn't have thought that. No, so I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's many more, but those are, oh, and then we've got Owen no, Farrell. No, we're not going to mention that. <laughs> we've mentioned him far too many times. <laughs> yeah, so it, it is interesting, isn't it? You know, it's it, playing international rugby, pretty tough. So playing it with health conditions must be... But Ian retired when he was 21, when he got the injury, and then he came out of retirement yeah. to keep playing. yeah. That's pretty cool. And I guess Jonah did that too, didn't he? Jonah <coughs> did. Because he, he stopped playing. Mm, Jonah did play after yeah, yeah. his kidney operation. Yeah. It wasn't. He was a shadow of the... Yeah. <coughs> what he once was. Yeah. I remember actually I was listening to a really good interview with um, an Auckland player. And it, and it, he he played with Jonah on when he came back to the Blues. Right. In his last... Sort hurrah. Of hurrah, and he wasn't playing very well. But he said that his, so just his presence in the dressing room was so powerful yeah. to all the lads. And yeah, although he wasn't healthy and whatever, he was still doing all the extra work. He was still driven. And they said, which I didn't kind of know, but I didn't really know, he was so, so generous. Like Jonah was one of the most generous guys. And all these young players, they're like back in those days, they, you know, were struggling to get boot deals, and yeah, and Jonah would just like turn up with like loads of Adidas boots and all sorts, you know, for right, for the lads, right. and you know, he'd even give people his car, yeah. So like, I think Ma Nonu, when he first sort of turned up, Jonah gave him his car and said, "Oh, here's your car to get you around." You know, it's just he just was by all accounts he was a heck of a guy, yeah. Talking about heck of guys, heck of a guys, Eddie Jones. Steady Eddie. Steady Eddie, uh, steady Eddie uh, faces brutal, honest analysis. So they're talking yeah. about this clause. This is in what his, I covered last week. Yeah, they're talking about this clause in his contract, and they're saying we're going to review it. Oh. Now, what is interesting. But like someone else. Yeah, maybe, mate. I'm always up for review. <laughs> um, this links in with my next topic. So should we just do two for the price of one? Let's do two for the price of one. So they are sort of saying that Steady Eddie's had a shocking year. And it's the first time, I think since the 80s, that England have had a losing record. What that means is points for and points against. Their, their points against are in the negatives over this competition. And you've mm. got to think... That Italy are in that competition and they beat them by 40. So for them to lose those 40 points against the home nations in reality when they beat France is absolutely shocking. 
So they are saying that there is a review. Do we think, and we said this last week, that we don't think that he'll go, but here's the big but. We also spoke last week about where Scotty Robinson would go. And there is talk about Scotty Robinson or Warren Gatland looking for houses around the Twickenham area. Now, it's absolute rubbish, right? Sir Clive Woodward, Sir Clive, has sort of come out and said... He's a good guy too, isn't he? He's a great guy. uh, Has come out and said that if Scotty Robinson was asked to do a job, he'd be so pleased. Now, everything old Clive says, I always think he doesn't want anyone else to win the World Cup. Like, no, no English team ever to win the World Cup. He wants to be the 1966... England football team so he still gets paid for his views because he's the last England coach to ever win the World Cup right I think he wants Steady Eddie gone he wants another guy to come in not to have enough time to develop his team not win the World Cup but I might be wrong what are your thoughts he could be very wrong I don't know I'm not bothered I just don't want Scotty to go they can have Warren Gatlin I'm not bothered I think is that because he's already done Wales, so therefore he's already been sort of, you know, we can Well, he did a very that. good job with the Chiefs. Yeah. Not. I feel a bit, I, I feel that's harsh though, because, you know, he actually did do a good job with the Chiefs, but when a good coach comes into a role, things change, and arguably... They just didn't quite... Did they win any games last season? No. Have they won no, any they games? Did, sorry, they Have did... They... Hang on, they did win games last season. When they played Super Rugby in the first few rounds, they were they were on fire. And then there was coronavirus, and then they had that break. Okay, sorry. And then when let they me, come back from rephrase, the break... Let me rephrase. They did didn't they win, win a game. any in Super Rugby Aotearoa? Well, if you phrase your question correctly from last the start, year. then I would have said last no, year. but you didn't. You said, no. did they win any have games they won last any year? This year? The answer without, is yes. Have they won any this year without Warren Gatlin? They have, yes. yes. Okay. So a new coach has come in from last year. Well, he's, not, he's, year. Not, he's not quite a new coach. He's, he, was, he was in their coaching setup last year. Well, have, have they won <laughs> games this year? Yes, they have. Let's okay. move on. You're right again. Right, off to the results. No. Oh. No, we've got one more. One more, which is really worth mentioning here. Lions. Oh, right. So it's come out uh, this week that the Lions are going to go ahead in South Africa. My prediction is there'll be COVID everywhere. Some of the players will get it and games will be cancelled. And it will be a farce. When's it going to be? It's going to be June, July. Normal time. It's going to go ahead. Going to go ahead as planned. Audiences? No audiences as, as yet, but I can tell you this now. You're not going to have guys on tour for that length of time, staying in bubbles the whole time. The lads will be the lads, as we saw in the Barbarians. They will leave the hotel. They will go and get a sneaky local uh, Wagyu steak, um, and they'll one of them will get covid and then it will all be up the wazoo without a paddle. But then that player will not play rugby again. Mate, the whole team will get it. It'll go through. That South African variant will go through the team like wildfire. And it'll be a waste of everyone's time. And money. I think you're going to be wrong. I hope I'm going to be wrong. Because all the players and all the staff are going to get the jab. And they'll get the second jab. 
Oh, uh, you might be right here. <laughs> you might be right here, yeah. And I think they'll be okay. You might be right. Oh, damn it, you're, what's happening to you? I've uh, had my jab. Yeah, there you go. Well, you're still, you can could I just, potentially Can still I give a warning? It. Can I give a public health warning out here? <laughs> now, I had my jab the other day. Not with everyone, though. <laughs> I, I had my jab the other day, and I thought, I'm a fit, young, no, I'm actually not, though, either of those things. But I thought, I haven't had corona that I know of. I'm going to be fine with this jab. It's going to go on the arm. I'm not going to feel it. And then I'm going to wake up the next day right as rain. What time did you get it? In the evening. Right. Right. I felt rough. I felt as rough as you looked when you walked through the door this morning. My arm hurts. Did it hurt? It hurt when it went in. I could feel the vaccine going in. I'm not joking. And I felt rough. So anyway, if someone had just told me this, I still would have had the jab. Yeah. But I would have gone just thinking, I might not be well. Yeah. So I might not plan to do those jobs. How did you not me. know that? Well, I just thought, so you know. So many other staff members have had it and felt rough. Yeah, but they're all weak, aren't they? I'm not sure Nathan's weak. <laughs> uh, but my point is this. I'm giving everyone a warning out there. The next day after your jab, and probably for two days after, you're going to feel pretty bad. But it doesn't happen with everyone. But I think you're lucky if it doesn't happen. Yes, yeah. Whereas I thought you were unlucky if you felt rough. Oh, right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Well, I've only just signed up to a GP, so I'm hoping I'll still get the vaccine. <laughs> You'll get the vaccine, mate. Results. Results, yeah. Do, do you want to cover well, do you want to cover the uh, Super Rugby results? Yeah, yeah, you go, for the, um, you go for the European that we're so poor at. Yeah, so I'm, I'm under no pressure now. Leicester Tigers, old school performance, knocked over the Newcastle Falcons, 26-12. Wasps are in that bad habit slump of losing tight games. Lost to the Sale Sharks. Sale Sharks had four yellows and still won. At the, at all at once? <laughs> no, but oh. consistently through. I think they had two off at, two off at one time. Wow. Uh, London Irish. You know, this is the thing. They they uh, they bet the Bath 36-33. And I tell you what, this is where English rugby, they've got some talent. Ben Loder on the wing, mate. Never seen this kid before. Right. Obviously, I don't know European rugby that much. <clears throat> no, neither but, do I. Um, ben Loder, 14, absolute class. If I was Eddie Jones, I'd have this kid in my squad like that. Steady Eddie. Uh, Bath, two players with red cards, uh, both, you know. Were they both red? Well, they're both reds in today's society. Right. So there you go. Um, Worcester Warriors are absolutely terrible. Scored two tries, though. 14 points to 62 to Northampton Saints. Were Northampton Saints good or were Worcester Warriors shocking? I'm going to say that, you know, Northampton Saints were good, but uh, definitely Worcester Warriors were shocking. Uh, Bristol just overcome Harlequins. What a game that was. Two late tries plus a kick to win. Great game. How did they lose for Harlequins? And, you know, that's definitely worth the highlights package, mate. Definitely go and watch that one on the highlights. And then Gloucester, a absolutely fantastic win over the Exeter Chiefs. Exeter did make 11 changes to their side. And with six minutes to go, they're still in the game. I think that's almost a win for Chiefs because... Moving forward, they've just blood through a number of really, really 
top players. Yeah. Uh, Bristol, Exeter, Sale, Harlequins make the top four, and Northampton Saints are close behind them with London Irish. I also think Leicester, slowly but surely, getting back to the old school Leicester. Right, France versus Scotland. What a game that was. France losing 23 points to 27, which means that Wales win the Six Nations. Happy days. Now, were, I think they were always going to win it, though, weren't they? France had to win by quite a big margin. They did. But I did put Wales in fifth position. Did you? Before the start of the tournament. Uh, and I did put England at the top. Well, they've just so swapped. They've done a swap and actually everyone else probably would have been about what we thought. Mm. So there you go. But off to the Super Rugby. Interesting. Yes, Super Rugby. So Waratahs versus the Reds. Reds had a huge win there, 46-14. Uh, Chiefs just uh, beat the Blues, 15-12. That was, was an interesting game, wasn't it? It was an interesting game, yeah. We're we, going to get into a little bit of that court your eye, aren't we? Um, Blues ver- oh, the Blues. The Brumbies versus the Force, 42-14. It's a big win for them. And then the Hurricanes, uh, 30, and the Highlanders, 19. Do you want to... Actually, you got that wrong, right? What? It was the Highlanders, 19, and Geordie Barrett, 30. Yeah, he scored all, all 30, New record. Yeah. I love when they bring out Oh, it's a new record for Super Rugby Aotearoa. I'm like, it's only been going two years. They're going to have a record every week. Waratah's lost again, though, by a big margin. Well, you know when they said, oh, um, we're in the embarrassing loss. They haven't haven't not had. No. Every game's been embarrassing. You told me that they were going to start winning. No, I I never said they were going to start winning. I said when it comes to the Super Rugby... um, Tran Tasman competition, they're not going to be doing as badly as they are now. In saying that, after watching the game on the weekend, they've actually got worse, mate. So let's go and look at. Oh, so who's winning what? We've got Reds winning uh, over the Brumbies at the moment, and the Rebels are taking third spot. And that's pretty predictable, I guess. Yeah. Crusaders top, Blues second. But look at that. Any of those teams now, they're all fighting. For really, unless Crusaders fall off the, can't you know, see that happening the, the, though. The can top. you? Everyone's fighting for second place yeah. there. So, what caught your eye over the weekend, Topes? Um, well, I didn't watch any. Of... <laughs> so, I'm going to go straight to the France game. Yeah, France should have won. They should have won the game. They had their chances. Yes, should have kicked the ball out when they had the chance. What was he doing? Bruce, we're talking about Bruce Doolan. Yeah. Do you know there used to be a movie star? Bruce Doolan. Didn't know that. Yeah. Not that interested. No, he's not. Also, Finn Russell, it wasn't a red card. And he's got a three-week ban. He's got a three-week ban. He's got a three-week ban. Yeah, I did have a real issue with that red card. Like, a lot of the red cards that are coming out now, I kind of accept. But that one, he blatantly was going to fend. He blatantly had his palm open, but he just he just and couldn't get his arm no, straight enough. And, quick and enough. I think his his if you look his his palm of his hand hits the body first, but which hits his it's, shoulder. It's forearm at the same time, but you know. But I don't think it is forearm at the same time. I think it's hand just first, and then 
almost simultaneously the forearm is his his hands it's buckled. The tackler's, his yeah. hands buckled. Yeah, the tackler's buckled his arm. Yeah, and the tackler is tackling high. Yeah. So you know, if you listen, if you're going to go high, you know, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. I just think that the real shame of it is is that it's to the letter of the law, and we've spoken about this a lot over the weeks. It, to the letter of the law, okay, it's it's correct, but I just think his hand. I mean, I, I'd get it if his elbow hit first. Yeah. But in my opinion, his hand touches either at the same time or just before his his forearm, mm. and blatantly he wasn't leading with the forearm. No, it and wasn't think, malicious. No, and I do have it. You know, people do say that it's not malicious, so it shouldn't be. But it's not about that. You know, if he was leading with the no, forearm, but I think if he was leading with the forearm, happy uh, days. Then it was red card. Yeah, definitely. But he's the mitigating circumstances is that he's actually tried. To Defend. hand to hand off with his so hand. is it is it going to be now that if you hand off with your hand the head is that going to be a red card? Well, there was one in the um, was it the Blues game? It might have even been the yeah. I think it was a Chiefs player made a good breakthrough, fended off or Titty Black in the yeah. face, and it looked like he sort of almost got him around the eyes. Yeah, nothing was done, and neither should it. No, exactly. Neither should it. That's I mean, it, a, it was he wasn't really going for the eyes, but it was a handoff to the to face. the face. Well, I, you know, I could I could see that in the future being a red card, yeah. and that's going to be a real shame because we all know that, that good handoff to the face is a good handoff to the face is brilliant. And actually, the force of a handoff to the face, I've never ever suffered any form of concussion that no. I'm aware of. Now that is a big one, but uh, from a handoff to the face. I mean, don't get me wrong. If they lead with the with the fist, but with the face with the open palm, yeah, you don't have any power there. No, um, it might look like you have power, but actually, it's the force. You know, they might extend it's more it of through. The, yeah, the bounce off that you get. Yeah. So I just yeah, France should have. You're right. Brewster Land. Brewster Land should have won. Yeah, but you got to give credit to Scotland. The well, beaten France. The beaten England. They arguably. I think could have won Six Nations. Yeah, but are they like Fiji, where they can do it twice but not consistently? Mm. Might be, might be more of the issue. I want to cover the um, first up is the Australian Conference, mate. Brumbies versus Force. Good to see the Brumbies not just rolling, mauling over all the whole time. I actually saw their back line working nicely. The Force stopped that rolling maul, which I thought was excellent, and the Brumbies went wide, which was great to see. 42-14 doesn't really paint a picture of that it was a close-ish match, no. I think. The other one was the Waratahs. There was more holes in their defence than a fishing net, mate. I have never seen, I said this a few weeks ago, I've never seen a defensive line as poor as the yeah. Waratahs. I'm actually now saying, after watching the game on the weekend, again, they've they've... They've, the team is not in unison. Now there is a there is a basic rule of understanding this, right? And you're in a defensive line, you should not fold in behind your defensive line. Well, no, you just trust your players. Don't you, you just trust. I've I've never seen growing men fold in behind defensive lines so much. That just creates so much more space elsewhere. Um, if you if you go and watch this game and freeze frame any try that the Reds score, 
the defensive line of the Waratahs is unrecognisable. It's like someone's grabbed a whole bunch of skittles, thrown them down on a rugby pitch, and and that's where they all just lie. I mean, it's I've, it's you cannot put it any other way than there is something seriously wrong, not with the players, but with the environment because yeah. the players are not buying into that environment. They have down tools. It was awful to watch. The war. I mean. The Razzler the Dazzler hates the Waratahs, but I'm sure even the Razzler Dazzler must be there going, this is not good no. for for world rugby, let alone Aussie Australian rugby. rugby yeah. The Reds, on the other hand, you know, I like the Reds. We like the Reds, don't we? We've said that they could have won the last few years, but this Waratahs team, you know, oh my Lord. I've, I have to say, it is village Village. And I think that they need to they need they need to change at the top. Yeah. Rob Penny, I'm really sorry, he's a good coach. But, but not it's for the Warriors. Not working. No. And they have talked about Michael Checker, getting Michael Checker back. You need to get him back. And yeah. Aussie coaching Aussies just works. It's like I'm not sure how an Englishman coaching a Kiwi team would work. But a Kiwi coaching the Aussies just doesn't work. And w- name a time where that it has. You know, Robbie Dean's a great coach, didn't work. No. Um, oh, the centre who's just gone back to Bay of Plenty, coaching at the Waratahs. Name has left name? me. Uh, you know, anyway, he, yeah. uh, Daryl Gibson. Yes. Coaching the Waratahs, didn't work. No. I'm trying to think of others who have coached over there in the top role. It just does not work. Aussies are Aussies are fantastic people, but they're different than Kiwis, and I think that's really really important. And they need, I think, an Aussie coaching the Aussie team is so important. Well, you can say Dave Rennie. Dave Rennie's another Kiwi. Is it, is he going to be successful? We're yet to find out. Yeah. So. Anyway, that, so that, that's the Aussies. Um, I thought that George Ford made a really good comment on the weekend, mate. Man down, man, man up. And what I mean by that is he's saying that he feels that having not a full quota of players is going to be the norm. And you need to get used to playing with two men off the pitch and playing against teams with two men. Yeah. But there were so many cards, mate, on the weekend from the Premiership. I think they see a new record. I I couldn't tell how many, but we're talking more than everywhere. Though there were still cards in the um, the New Zealand games as well. Yeah, just so many going around. Um, it's unbelievable. What else caught your eye, mate? So, um, what caught my eye in the Blues match that the Blues don't have a, a nine, ten, or twelve? No, nothing. They then don't. They've do got. That, yeah. You know, they've got a um, a reasonable 15 at the moment. He's doing a good job. He's not, Fidley, yeah, he's got but he's not, he's yeah. not sort of lighting it up. No. Uh, then you've got uh, Caleb Clark and Mark Talia. And Rico. And Rico at 13. So but you've got to get the ball there to them, don't you? And at the moment, Harry Plummer, you know, Harry Plummer's not bad player. No, but he's not. But he's not. He's not great. No. And then you've got, you know, Autity Black. Great kicker. Again, does a good job, but he's not what they need. Yeah. 
the disconnect there is he's a shoveler. Yes. Good kicker, shoveler, good kicker into the corners. But he's not going to set up his outsides. No. And then you go to Harry Plummer, who guess what he is? A shoveler. A shoveler. So then you go shovel out to Rico. And Rico can do some amazing things. But Again, he doesn't have enough time or space because they've just shoveled him absolute dross. Absolutely, yeah. And that, that was the difference between the two teams, wasn't it? I do think the Chiefs suffer from a very similar problem. Yeah, agreed. Apart from that, they do have nine. Yeah. We're gonna, that's one of the listeners' questions. Right. So we were going to go over that. But what caught my eye, mate? I haven't finished yet. Oh, no, you go. No, 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 sorry. No, 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 no. You go. We'll we'll cover the Chiefs-Blues game. Um, But D-Mac, what a defender. You know, we've put here every time, small boy, big heart, and big balls. (laughs) Yeah. He's got some kahuna burgers on him, eh? Wow. He puts his body into some places that a person that size shouldn't. He's brave. He's a... Very, very brave. He is He's a small guy. But he's not eh? just he's a, a brave guy unbelievable. Who, who tries hard and doesn't work. He's brave and it works. You know, that beeline where you're going to the corner flag, the ice call, and he, he takes them out every time. Yeah, he is incredible. He's he, Arguably, is he one of the most underrated... Because every time he's played for the ABs, he's yeah. done a great job. Yes. He is short, he and is. I think they've worried about the, the bombs and, and him you know, getting out-jumped. But other than being out-jumped, he's an incredible player. I still think he's got a good jump on him, though. Yeah, so do I. Good kicker as well. Very good kicker. And we all need, you know, if, if it's not uh, Richie Mwanga's day, and it's not Geordie uh, and Bowden Barrett's day, yeah. then it needs to be someone else. Yeah. So, yeah, he's absolutely fantastic, mate. So... You, no. You've also put down here something about the ref. So about like how ref <coughs> gave the option of a goal line dropout or try. Oh yeah, he turned to knee. He turned to the players and said, "Goal line dropout? Do we agree?" And they went, "Yeah, yeah, we didn't get it down." Yeah, exactly. And I think it was um, it was Kane, Kane, wasn't it? Yeah. Kane. So, just so to- he's gone. Look, um, the captain's review, but I think it's been held up. Do you think it's a try? No. no. Yeah, I, I I just liked Harry Manners that situation. I like and I think possibly as a, you know, it's that's getting quite close to what we would like them to do. But that's the good communication between ref and players. Yeah, not so, just right, it's held up, goal line dropout. So just to just, just to clarify what happened was the Canes were going for a try. They got held up. No, Chief, Chiefs were going for a try. Sorry, sorry, Chiefs were going for yeah. a try. They got held up. The referee quite obviously didn't really know. So he said, well, I can't see the ball down. No. So I'm going to say held up. Do we all agree? And he looked at Sam Kane. Who had the ball who at had the time. Who had the ball at the time. And Sam went, yeah, I agree. Basically saying, I didn't get the ball down. No. And that was just fantastic because potentially he could have then gone, well, well you know, let's look upstairs yeah. and, and waste time. To find out that it was held up when he just turned to the player and said, Did you get it down? No, nah, didn't get it down. Right, let's move on. And that's what we want. We want the referees to make the decision and then only if they've made howler, the yeah. players will pull them up on it. Yeah. Uh in the Hurricanes Highlanders game, would it be fair to say that Geordie Barrett, thirty points, on paper, anyone's looking at that and saying, Wow. Yeah. All black. 
Did he score two or three tries? I think it was two tries. I mean, they weren't... He didn't have to do that much. But do you think he's the front runner now for 15 yes. in the All Blacks? Especially because he can kick as well. Just And he can kick long. He kicked some long penalties. Yeah, I know, but... Just like 50 plus. Just doesn't sit with me. Well, no, neither. You know. <laughs> I, I do he's think, a good guy, though. I think Geordie Barrett has been phenomenal Super Rugby player this year. I think he's a very good Super Rugby player, but is he a he very makes good All Blacks? He makes too many mistakes for the All Blacks. That's the problem. Yeah. He has too many brain farts. But they're going to keep picking him because he they can are. kick. And boy, he can kick. Uh, yep. And, you know, he, he's playing really well. I would pick D-Mac over him. Yes, so um, would I, yeah. Every day of the week, but, you know, we're not in that position. I thought <coughs> the Lamape in this game had some real key moments and has matured like has a he, fine has red Has he wine. clicked? I don't think he's clicking, but I do think that he's getting to the point now where you have to say you've got to give him an a extended run in that All Blacks 12 shirt because I mean, those, he's no longer just a crasher and a basher. No. He's got a kicking game. He's got a passing game. I mean, that pass that he did, oh, both passes awesome. that he did, that led to either the breaks or the tries. Yeah. Were exceptional. Yeah, I agree. Mar nono esque. Yes, I was just about to say that. So I think you've got to you've got to persevere with him, and rather than just giving him one or two, say, listen, you've got the next ten games in the twelve shirt. You're going to play with Rico. We're going to build you guys, and maybe we build someone else that can fill in a little bit. Come on at halftime or whatever. But yeah, it was very very good. I just thought that. People would say Jordy Barrett's the player, player of the day. Because he scored I, 30, yeah. I'm going to say, I thought Shannon Frizzell so, was but unbelievable. He, I know he dropped the ball over the line, but I thought he, he was unbelievable. He should have scored that. He tried to slam it down instead of just putting it down. It's a coach. Yeah, and, and, and actually the Highlanders, I I actually the I knew the score before we watched the game yeah. because, the, damn it. You know, that happens, like, over here, it was obviously very early in the morning, and I got it through on the phone that it was Aaron Smith's 100th game. 100 and no, 100 and... 100 and something. He's he's a top, top yeah. now, top Highlander ever. Um, yeah, so I found out, the, but I thought, oh, the Highlanders haven't done very well. I thought the Highlanders are pretty good. The, the, the Hurricanes got their first win, and fair play to them that they were good as well. So it was a really interesting... Weekend of rugby. I agree. Started off well with the Frenchies um, losing there. I was quite pleased to see Wales win. I think Wales probably arguably deserved it coming. Their story was a bit better yeah. than the French story. They lost too. Uh, obviously, with the, the Welsh, they haven't had a great year beforehand no. or season beforehand. So, so it was really good. Mate, we're off to the listeners' questions. We are... Willow. Willow. Willow Tree. Willow. From uh, London. From London. Hi, Toby and Damo. Using the spelling because I'm confused on how to actually spell your name. She's gone safe. Is it a she? I'm guessing so. Are you? I'm guessing so. <laughs> Willow. Willow. Can you please reveal yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's a but she. Do you know what? I'm glad that they've used my name before yours. I think that was on purpose, um, and I'm just glad that like she's it. gone safety there with Damo. Stop saying she, because it might not be a she. If it's not a she, I'd be surprised. Just say they. They. Uh, I'm a member, I'm a massive fan, Chiefs fan, and I'm 
so relieved that they have finally got a win. Yeah, but agreed. watching the game, it seemed uh, to me that DMAC is carrying the team. I'm making an absolute meal out of this. I do apologise, yeah. Willow. Uh, in defence and attack, uh, Trusk and the various centre combos don't seem to be adding much impact. What do the you guys think Chiefs need to do become become more dynamic? I've absolutely murdered it. Um, another bad review coming up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's so about super rugby. It's about super that's rugby. rugby. <laughs> We've even got that bad now. Um, the the Chiefs for me. You've hit the nail on top of the head. Yeah. They don't have a 10, 12, and 13. They have a... Their pack stood up to the Blues. Yeah, which... Is is not is an easy task. No, that's right. They obviously won. And, and we did pick them to do better this year. So it's not a surprise to us. It is a surprise they beat the Blues. Yes, I agree. They've got a very good back three. They've got a very good... They always have had exciting yeah, have. back three yeah. players. You know, having Sean Stevenson on the bench... I know, that's ridiculous. You said he was going to be an all-black. I, I honestly thought... You know, I think he's got some massive talent. He's still quite young, though, isn't he? He is. Anton Leonard-Brown is a little bit of an issue. If you're going to have Anton Leonard-Brown, you've got to have a very big, very strong, very powerful 12, and they don't have that at the moment. Nankinville came on... Yep. Didn't he, towards the end, and did spark a little bit, though. Yes, and on this particular game, they had, uh, just for, the name is eluding me at the moment, the young fella, and he played great, and made lots of breaks. What's his name? It's going to elude me now. But anyway, they've got a young 12. Now, what I would say to you, Willow, is this. Yes. He is a player for the future. Quinton Tapaya. Tapaya. Quinton Tapaya is a heck of a player. Yeah. The, as the season goes on, we're going to see him and Alex Nankerville really starting to take, I think, the Chiefs forward. They just need a 10. So where they need to develop or, or get players in is at 10. There has been... What you'll find is in the second half, Damien McKenzie will come into 10. That solves their problem second half. And then they put um, uh, Tia yeah. Tia at the back. Yeah, Chase. Chase Tia Tia. And, and all of a sudden, the Chiefs become more dangerous. So, Quinton Tapai, still a long way to go. Still made a few mistakes, few errors. But he's good, showing good now. defensively, to be Good fair, defense. Though. And he made lots of line breaks. And we're going to see this more and more. So, yeah. well, uh, my prediction is that the Chiefs will come good. They could make top two and be in the final. I don't think they will. Huge. But I'm thinking they're going to come good. They just need to invest in a, in a better team. And maybe the Anton Leonard Brown thing is an issue because, like, Anton plays in a certain way. And actually, that's kind of a crossfield. Really, I was going to say, it's not really fitting direct. in at the moment. No, it's not direct. You're right. No, and he's and uh, Quinton Tapai is a small 12. And it, I think with someone like Anthony Brown, you need a big 12, but big yeah. ball carrier, little break, and then, then, he, then he can do what he does really well. Yeah. So I, I always think Anthony Brown's a good player off the bench because he changes the way that the team plays. So there you go. Well, I think they'll come good. I definitely think they'll come good. Uh, do you want to go for this, the second one, Tobes, because it's a real quick one? If you took the top teams from the current comps, um, I can't include top 14. Okay. Um, and set up a tournament with Crusaders, Brumbies, Exeter Chiefs, 
and Leinster and make it a round-robin style tournament, who comes out on top? So that's from Die Perk. Yeah, so, so Die Perk No, no, don't, don't, no, don't. Well, let, let, let's just say what we think. Okay. And then we'll reveal what Die says. Okay. Do you I want me to go? Yeah, you go. Okay, I'll go. Uh, top would be the Crusaders. Yes. Then I'd go Leinster. Yep. Then I'd go Exeter Chiefs and Brumbies. But I... Maybe the Brumbies could even be second. They're either fourth or second. There's no third for them. You don't see the Crusaders losing? No. I'll go as far as say as this. <clears throat> it depends where it's played, actually. Depends where it's played. It and played depends in, who referees yes. it. Is it played in England during the middle of winter? Fantastic conditions. Or is it New Zealand currently what it's like in New Zealand? If it's a fast track with a good referee that lets the game flow, flow. I'd say Crusaders. Are we making excuses here, though? No. Are we making excuses with no, I just think New it's Zealand tight, teams? Mate. I think it's tight. New Zealand can only win when they've got a good referee. Because we say it a lot. No, it's not about having a good referee. I think it's about having a referee that allows the game to flow. New Zealand teams rely yeah, on momentum more than more than the English teams because the English teams or the European teams, bigger set of forwards. They they like the arrest. They like to crash it up. They but they get heavily fatigued when the game goes on and on and on. New Zealand teams smaller, faster, better skill set. So therefore, it suits them. The problem is that there's quite a big. Big, you know, there's not a big crossover. So you got Exeter and Leinster who are more forward dominated than the Crusaders or the Brumbies. So I do think the Brumbies could beat either Exeter or Chiefs, but I think they're not going to. So I'm going to say I think the Crusaders will win. I think Exeter are better than Leinster. And I think that Leinster, if, if it was played in Australia, I think the Brumbies would beat Leinster. If it's played in um, in England, I still think Crusaders would win, but I'd swap it around and say that Brumbies come last. My question to you is how young is too young to play Super Rugby and International Rugby? We've got Rico, George North, Johnny Wilkinson, Michael Hooper, Pocock. They were all very, very young when they started. So there's a precedence there to say that, you know, no... If they're good enough, they're good enough. I agree, but they've also got to be mature enough body-wise to play. Otherwise, they'll just get absolutely murdered. You know, sixteen or let's say a fifteen or sixteen-year-old playing against Moody. Yeah, okay, but I'm going to go and say let's just say that Frizzell. all of those guys were eighteen years of age, roughly. So yeah. I disagree. You think it's too young? I think it's too young. Now. So Jonah was too young to play for the All Blacks. Look, look, look at what he ended up. He had health, the health yeah, conditions. Yeah, but I, that wasn't because he was playing And I rugby. do, I do genuinely think he was too young to play. For, he wasn't that good when he played. No, he they wasn't. just rushed right. him in. Yep. But Rico, Rico had a good first season and then yeah. he's, he's, he's drifted off, right? George North came on the scene. Everyone, and did, now yeah. look at him. He's playing at 13 because he can't play on the wing anymore. He's had so many concussions. Not good. Michael Hooper. He's the he's Aussie captain, and he's playing overseas. He's not even playing in Australia anymore. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he was too Pocock young. Pocock retires. That doesn't mean he was too retires young, Retires when he's still playing excellent rugby for Australia. You know, Australia's best loose forward, and he's reti- he retired. So my point is what this. What about George Smith? He was good. He was very good. Yes. But 
you know. I don't, how old was he when he started? I don't know. No, no, but I'm just saying best loose forward. No, no, what I mean is Pocock, when he, when he retired, was yeah. Australian's yep, best sorry. loose forward. So he retired, basically what I'm trying to say is the peak of his powers yeah. when he could have gone yeah. on. I just think if you give him to him too early, give him that international cap. Do you reckon they get a big head? I don't think they get a big head. They just get bored. You know, you've done something since you're 18. Yeah. You know, there's only a finite amount of time before you then start thinking there's got to be more to life. I just or, think... Or they're going to go and search the money earlier. Yeah, maybe. I'd say 20, mate. you say 20. 20, I think, is a... I think that you'd almost have a, a cap saying no player can play international rugby 20. until 20. But, Especially but now with all okay the concussions. you okay with saying super rugby? I think super rugby... Again, I I wouldn't if I I would I'd give them I'd I'd say listen go to university, you know, get an education because I tell you what, when you finish rugby, you need a job. Yeah, and not all of these not all of these players can have big television deals and no, you right. know coaching contracts and so what do they do? They they don't go to uni because mm. they they you know have to choose to play professional rugby and then what's left I mean they still could do uni part time I'm sure but I know from first hand this is back when I was playing uh, I went to to teachers Cole with Aaron Major and I was up against um, uh, all black hooker absolute legend um, not Molly Aina I can't remember Mulliane, it was a fullback. No, no, fullback. Um, in, anyway, and he was in Auckland. We were in we were in Canterbury, and both those guys left. Kevin Mayalama. Kevin Mayalama. No. Both those guys left because basically they were asked. Yeah, you got to sign, and you basically you got to go. So, I luckily both of them were of a really good standard. Yeah. that when they finish their career, they can go and pick what they want to do. You know, for the rest of their lives, they can do TV or they can do coaching or whatever. But not everyone's as lucky as that. No. So, right. My question to you: Why aren't England the superpower of world rugby? Because they are English. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> what I mean by that is, you're right. You, you know, put they down, have put they down have the a money. lot of money and a huge pool of players. Yes. To pick from. So why are they not... You know, you think about the population of England. Is it, you know, 60 to 65 million people? Yeah. And then you've got Wales around four, maybe. You've got Ireland around the same. I, I don't know. Scotland, something similar. I know they're not the best in the world, but... And then you've got New Zealand around five. Why? Why aren't they... You're absolutely right, and I put it down to this. So I've played schoolboy rugby in New Zealand and England, and I was shocked when I come over. I was playing for a rugby school in England, and we were playing friendlies week in, week out. So it was called a friendly. You know, that, that, there's something wrong with that. Yeah. In New Zealand, the way it was set up was very simple. You played for your school, in the local competition. You got graded, so you were put in the right competition for your ability. Yeah. And then you played every week for points for the competition. 
you played obviously you, some of your college games where there's a lot of history there, but every game was important. And then I came across, oh, so so you lost a game on a Saturday, and you'd be dirty about it. Yeah, you you'd would. be dirty about it for the next week until probably about Thursday, and then you start thinking, well, I've got to get on with the next game. There was no music in the changing rooms. So, like, when you lost, it was like funeral. <laughs> it's funeral, eh? You know, everyone's disappointed. There's not a lot of beers in the clubhouse afterwards. It's just, it's solemn. I go to England, and it was bizarre. So, I go, I go to England. I'm playing for a rugby school. We go and play someone. We lose. And the boys in the changing rooms afterwards are listening. Yeah, like, what What has happened? It's like we're having a party in here. We've just lost the game, lads. It doesn't mean as much as my point. In New Zealand, in Wales, in these other countries, it means so much to put on the jersey. It means so much. And that, that resonates through everything that happens. Whereas, I don't know what it is, but in England, in my experience... The changing rooms are very similar whether you win or lose. Yeah. And there lies the problems. I think they could be the superpower that they should be, but I think the school system is really poor. I think kids still get selected on on who they know, not what how good they are. You know, I've been to trials to watch kids and I've been like, Wow, he's amazing. He scored four or five tries in the trial and then that kid doesn't get picked. Yeah. I mean it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So the whole setup is set up to fail rather than set up to, to succeed. And they sometimes succeed through dumb luck. And that that's that's the reason why. So, mate, we, we've got one more question. Di, we're going to cover your one. Uh, you had another really good question. Uh, it was a fantastic question. But we've got the last one to finish off the show, which is uh, it's a fantastic question from Stephen Johnson, which is, Hi, Toby and Damien. Spelt wrong again. My man. name first. That's your fine. name first. And he spelled it wrong on purpose, I'm sure. Uh, in this year's Six Nations, with the exception of Italy and England's two big defeats, all the games were won within a margin of one try. Showing that all the teams are really evenly matched, and he's absolutely right. Who would your Lions match day 23 be? That is. A heck of a question. Yeah. So we're going to go through position by position who we think would make the match day 23. So so what, we need four props? Well, yeah, th- that's the tough I uh, We do need four props because they're going to yeah. replace the, the whole front row, don't they? Yeah. Okay, so should we go through, I think Elowen Jones, so Wynn Jones, I think Tide Furlong, Kyle yeah. Sinkler and Xander... Fagerson yeah. for me. Now I've missed out there, Mar- Marco. I think he's had his day. I agree. And Kyle Sinclair. Um, I think he will definitely make it. Yeah, I don't think Joe he... Marler. Joe Marler will make it as well. Joe Marler will make it. Okay, hundred percent, hundred percent. Hookers. We're going to need two hookers. We are. Ken Owens definitely. Ken definitely. Owens. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So then, um, in reality, I th- I think it's down to Jamie George. Or, I think it'll be or, Jamie George, won't it? See, I really like Lou uh, Cowan Dickey, right? Really like him, but he's small. And I think against South Africa, you you can't be carrying a lot of small players. 
And this is what's going to happen when we get to but the... But he's skillful, though. Very skillful. I'm actually going to throw it off out. the bench. I'm going to say Cowan Dickey off yeah, the bench. I agree. So Ken Owens and then Cowan Dickey off the bench. Yeah. Second row. I think you've got to go Alwyn Jones. Captain, 100%. Yeah. And then you've got to go... You've got to go a Toje. Only because it's a Toje. Yeah. And I do think he... he, he He's up for the up for But the then fight. you've got Johnny Gray, who is a big guy. No, I wouldn't go anywhere near the Gray brothers. You wouldn't? No. But their, si- their size and South Africa have got a lot of size. People are talking about Ian Henderson and Tide, uh, the Irish second row, very, very good player. But I think you've just got to go those two. And I, and I don't think you can have some one off the bench. Because you're going to need a back row off the bench. No, I think I think you just pick another. Uh, no, you got to. Yeah, tough, eh? Tough. Mm. What about loose forwards? Oh, uh, you've got to have Curry. Got to have Curry, mate. Tom Curry, good, very good player. And I think at the moment you've got to have Falatau as well. I think you do. You got to have Falatau, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you've got to have Josh Navidi. Honestly, the guy's been an absolute... Um, what about Hamish Watson? I know. Hamish Watson yeah. and Richie, uh, Jamie Ritchie have been unbelievable. Yeah. But you've got to have Tiverick as well. You've got to have Tiverick. You know, it's like so difficult. That's a tough one. I just think you've, you've, you've got to fight fire with fire with South Africa. And you... I mean, let's be honest. Hamish you're Watson not, you're not has been with, amazing. You're not going with Billy? No, absolutely no. not. No. Absolutely not. I'm going to go with Sam Simmons as as off the bench. Sam Simmons is rapid. Can he be picked? Yes. Even though he hasn't yes. played internationally. Yeah. So Josh Navidi, Josh Navidi, Justin Tipperick, uh, Tom Curry, yeah. those are my guys, and Falatau, yeah. and I'm going to bang in there Sam Simmons. Okay, like it. And I'm sure that Tipperick... Ah, oh, can the problem is, is is who's going to play second row if one of those gets injured? That's your problem. Yes. So you almost, I mean, like Courtney Laws could play second row and yeah. So the scrum. Oh, oh, that's tough, eh? It's tough. It's tough. But anyway, we we kind of yeah, okay. Back no, nine. Who's going to play nine? Listen, I think this is a really good one. I think Gareth Davis is going to play, but I reckon they'll pick Danny Kerr off the bench. <laughs> what about Conor Murray? <laughs> nah. Honestly, I think I think, Conor, I think Murray, Conor Murray will go. I think Danny Kier will be off the bench. I think Conor Murray will start. You think Conor Murray will start? Yeah. Do you think Danny Kier off the bench? No. Honestly, mate, Danny Kier off the bench. Let's start a movement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm not on that. Ten, who's playing ten? Who's playing ten for you? <laughs> Finn Russell? Marcus Smith. No, um, Marcus Smith. I don't think they'll pick Finn Russell. No. I think they'll. I think he'll pick. I damn, damn it! I think he'll pick Farrell at ten. But I'm going to say Dan Bigger for me ticks the Farrell yeah, boxes, very but isn't Owen Farrell. And I think and that they'll go Finn nice Russell. Guy. You think Finn Russell off the bench? I think Finn Russell yeah. off the bench. Okay. No Johnny Sexton. No. Okay. I think his day. I think he'll go on the trip. Yeah, I agree. But I, I twelve. Who's playing twelve for you? Well, you got Tuolangi. If he's fit, we'll play 12. Yeah. But it, let's say he's not fit because he, he isn't Bondiaki. fit. Bondiaki. yeah. And I think that Robin Robbie Henshaw is in there. But I think at 13, you've got to have 
Jonathan Davis. Yeah, I agree. Got to have Jonathan Davis. Yeah. Coming back into it. Wingers, mate. Have, are you going to pick Louis or Lewis? Well, I'm going to start with Stuart Hogg, 100% at oh, the back. Full back, yeah. At the back, okay, yeah. yeah. I agree. And then I've, you've got to pick Zamet. You've got to yeah. pick Zamet. And then I think you've got to pick Anthony Watson, don't you? Yes. Yes, sorry, yeah. People are talking yeah. about Van der Merwe. He'll go on the trip. People are talking about Liam Williams, good player. He'll go on the trip. He'll go on the trip. What about Elliot Daly? What about Johnny May? I like Johnny May, great player, but no. Josh Adams. I just think that those guys are just head and shoulders above. Zamet, Watson. You've got um, Sean Maitland highlighted there. He's someone who people will talk about. I think you're right. We shouldn't have gone through all that. That was village from me. It was. Yeah. That was going to take ages, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I've let you down again. Again. Right, is that it? That's it. I don't know whether that's 23. No, but we've but gone through we, who we've we gone think. through, yeah. Who we think. I Which just think start? that the surprise ones will be Danny Kerr. Honestly, I've been watching Danny Kerr. He has never played better rugby. And I also would say, before he got chopped from England... I'm like, he was the most dangerous player off the yeah. bench. You know, why do they chop him? I, I, they still haven't replaced him. No. So The person starting is not even that good. He ripped the ball off uh, Earls on the weekend. So big, big forward. He ripped him off and scored a try. Just oh. ripped it off him like candy from a baby. Like candy. Perry Whitby likes candy as well. That's right. He's type 2 diabetic. <laughs> <coughs> Rumour started here. <laughs> he's going to come for you. He's not coming for you, he's coming for you. All right, mate, that's, uh, yeah. that's the end of the show. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. This is early in the morning, can you tell? <laughs> Very early in the morning, yep. Anyway, um, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Definitely. If you'd like to get hold of us, please check the description below. And um, I don't always reply to the emails, but we do read the emails. Di will be answering your question next week, that's for sure. Uh, But until next time, it's always a pleasure. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.